Yeah, I think Chase needs to join still. Who's that? Chase. Okay. Anata. Uh, Chase is on, it looks like. Is he? Oh, yeah, Chris and um uh um oh shoot. Um Anetta. Annetta's uh, she didn't say she was coming, but um um what about Tress? Is she Tress, Tress said she was coming, yeah. Okay, she might pop in. Yeah, she said she was coming, so that's all right. I think we all know each other from the Orbist group, at least that we started on Facebook. I don't know if we all stayed in it. Maybe the name I don't recognize is Joan, so I'm just gonna let you take over everything and I'm gonna take notes. Okay. Well, let's let, let everybody introduce themselves while I get going on Facebook here. I've got a I usually have I would let Nicole do, but she had, can't control it from her computer. Hang on, let's go to Facebook here. We'll figure that out too if you uh, want. On Facebook. You never know, we may find some new people. Oh, trust is here. Okay admit well i found an interesting person that has a collection and how he put it is from all our allied forces what does so that mean it's that his uh his name is robert i think he's a very oh. new friend of mine and i met him just over this past week online so it's yeah. kind of like Oh, you have that collection? Well, we have this collection. How many do you have? It's like everybody I talk to has a thousand pictures. Like, So this is just an interesting take. A lot of his are from um, military people, not civilians. So, And not just U.S. military people. Like, yeah, he said all across the globe. So I, I have a quick question. Grant, where are you streaming, Facebook streaming to so I can share it? Um. I started to stream it and then I got double sound here. Oh. So I don't know if I'm streaming. It's on my White House UFO. It's supposed to stream. Oh, I see it. I see it. I see Is it, it on there? Yep. Okay, let me just do a short intro and then we'll get everybody in there to introduce themselves. Uh, well, what I intended to do, this was a meeting was requested by Jeff Lurkey, who has one of the biggest orb collections in the world. And uh, I always like looking at his stuff. And... Um, so we set this up, but I brought in what I consider the the top orb people in the world. Not all of them, but um, people from uh, Australia and, and Netherlands and uh, Scotland and the United States and Canada and all over the place. So um, I wanted to set up, but I want to do a little sort of intro before, because I don't know whether we discussed this the last time we did the, the orb stuff. And um, I guess at first I should start by saying good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. And if you uh, do not believe that the time and space are real, then uh, it's all here now. Well, you're welcome as well. Um, previously, we had had this discussion and people got you. You get all these so the people who don't read books and, you know, know everything about everything and more about orbs and the president and that sort of stuff. And and uh, a lot of people started um, sort of attacking and that that's fine. And then we <clears> had this this whole issue about the blue orbs. And I thank everybody who sent me the blue orb photos. Because um, you, as you probably know, there's on the, the is being put out by the, the Skinwalker people that there are these blue meanies that follow people around and they will, uh, you know, attack you and do whatever. They're not very nice. 
And so I put out a request to people and a lot of the orb people sent me photographs of blue orbs. So I just want to make sure if anybody uh, has any, anybody got eaten or anybody got killed by blue orbs or whether they're still very nice because uh, my, my experience with them is if you actually go back to Betty Andreas and who was one of the top um, abduction um, uh, people in the world had six books written about her. She had a blue orb that she believed was, a per, there was an orb that was protecting her through her entire experience which started I think in 1946 and she just died I think last year that was one thing I wanted to bring up and to thank people for the blue orb photographs that people sent me the other is and I don't know if you people know this I've written that up in a book that I've got coming out called the Super Bowl and I talk about orbs in there but I particularly talk about Skinwalker Ranch one of the things I talk about is something that maybe even the orb people don't know about is that you've all heard about the um the Skinwalker story and the Defense Intelligence Agency going in there and doing investigations and spending $22 million. And they put out 105 reports or whatever. Um, I will maintain one of the reports that they did that was given to the American government was on orbs. Uh, you may not know this, but uh, there was two um, guards that actually um, uh, came forward and have gone public with the fact that that was part of their job. And what they were to do is to walk around Skinwalker Ranch with a dog. Now, they would, wouldn't be a trained dog. It's just an ordinary dog. And they would have this dog, and they were just to walk around the dog. And they were given instructions that if at any point on their walk in the middle of the night as they're walking around, if the dog was to go into a surrender position, they were immediately to stop, take out the digital camera, and start filming as fast as they could. Take also to film. And then they were to take a urine sample. And when they went back, they'd go back every two weeks, they'd go back to Las Vegas. That's where the uh, the OSAP office was. And they were to give the urine sample to people. So there is a report out there that is held by the American government that talks about orbs. Uh, and a lot of people don't know they were doing an orb study there. And if you've ever seen the interview with Jeff um, Jeffrey uh, Mishlov with um, Bob Bigelow, Bob Bigelow talks about the fact that he was big into orbs, that he was taking orb photographs and he could actually predict when he took the photograph, how many orbs would show up in the photograph. So uh, people will sort of write this off as like we're sort of crazy people. But I think uh, in the end, we're all going to get uh, vindicated that this is the real deal and that we are just at the very beginning, the, the sort of the pioneers of this new field of investigation. So thank you for what you do and for sharing your photographs and uh, we'll go from there. And let's let's do an introduction. Let's go uh, as Tress. Oh, Tress is here. She. What's going on? Oh, I got to get Tress in here. I thought she was in already. Okay, so let's go around. Um, we can start uh, with Deb. De uh, introduce yourself, Deb, and then tell me whether you're running your event this year. Do you, are you you're in Illinois? We'll go do the three Illinois people first, and then we'll go from there. Deb. Fru. Thanks. <clears throat> Thanks, Grant. Um, Deb Fru here from North Central Illinois, and I first uh, met Grant and Jeff at my event that I hold every year in Northern Illinois called the Worldwide Metaphysical Tribe. Grant came down as our headline speaker, and Jeff was our um, our first speaker of the weekend. And I learned of Jeff because of Grant's having interviewed him, and I was just so blown away by his orb photographs and all of his photographs. They're not all orbs, and I was just so amazed by them. I thought, I want to start off the 2021 uh, Worldwide Metaphysical Tribe event 
with a bang and Jeff knocked everybody off their chairs. So yes, I am doing the event this year. Um, it's happening August 8th through 11th. And, um, you know, you can find me on the Worldwide Metaphysical Tribe. We used to have uh, someone who came. She still comes now and then who she has a booth and it's called uh, Picture Yourself with an Orb. And she has such a talent for getting orbs in photos that um, she'll just take your picture six or seven times and then send you the one that you like. And they all have orbs in them. Wow. Beautiful. We, we, we were doing that with uh, North of Winnipeg at the orb farm. We were doing these posing that is, seems to become popular now where you, you pose and then people photograph and you get the, maybe an orb in your hand or something like that. It's, it's uh, kind of interesting. Um, maybe just uh, give me a couple minutes on the event um, uh, that we had at the end. We had the Skywatch where we had the the um, the, the people with the cameras and they're waiting for the orbs and stuff like that. And uh, I sat there and I really didn't see anything. I said, and I always said, oh, every time I go on these Skywatch things, nothing ever happens. And I'm just sitting there. And then they started going around the uh, the, uh, the, the, the 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 ring of people and the photographs and. And uh, the the one with uh, Sinead, with the the being standing beside her, and of course the first person I went is to Jeff, and I said, Jeff, what you got? And he's got he's got like a I don't know fifty photographs or whatever. They had three hundred and fifty. Like, I, I didn't see anything. Like, he had three hundred and fifty pictures of that night. That was I incredible. was absolutely yeah. shocked. So <laughs> the the event itself. Um, this is it's not a UFO event. It's not a cryptid event. It's an event about metaphysics and the intersection of metaphysics with all the other uh, paranormal and woo-woo stuff in the world. Because um, I feel like finally the door is opening that we can talk to each other. Uh, it used to be that the psychics were the crazy ones and then the UFO people were the crazy ones. And now the cryptid people are the crazy ones. And, you know, everybody gets their chance at being the crazy one. And I feel like this is our chance to talk to each other. So it uh, starts on a Thursday late afternoon and goes till Sunday morning. Uh, this year we have Tracy Garbett Dolan coming. Um, we have uh, Bill Homan with the Crystal Skull, the original Mitchell Hedges Crystal Skull. We also have um, Jim Gilmore, who is a Cherokee... Uh, teacher who has addressed the um the un about peace and he actually is uh was friends with all of the hopi elders and so he knows all of their prophecies and they have all passed on and so he's carrying their stories and also the in, the information we need to get through those prophecies and then our final person is actually someone that you know, Grant, and that is um, Candace Powers, oh. who is a numerologist. And Candace, um, you know, she, she, she and I were talking one day and she said, you know about the fourth turning, right? And and that's the, the place we're in, the Kali Yuga, where everything is, you know, tossed salad until we figure out what the new way is going to be. And she said, you know, everyone thinks the Kali Yuga, the fourth turning is going to be horrible and nuclear war. And she said, I just don't see it that way. She said the numbers don't support it. And she is a master numerologist. And so I said, 
you need to be the opening speaker because people need to start on that hopeful note. So um, she'll be starting. We are also um, at a new venue this year. So we have 43 acres of woods, uh, big top 10,000 square foot log cabin, little glamping cabins. We have free classes, remote viewing and uh, palm reading and lots of just fun things to do so that, uh, you know, you can choose your adventure. So it'll be a great year. Wow. What's what's the website? It's WorldwideMetaphysicalTribe.com. Beautiful. It's, it's actually sort of an inspiration. My new book's called the, the Super Bowl. And what you're doing is the what happened to Ray Hernandez uh, after he saw me give a consciousness lecture. He had this experience on the Miami freeway where he suddenly pops into he's in in a sort of an, uh, a near-death experience type thing where he's out of his body and the beings have this wheel and it's spinning and it's got everything like remote viewing and you know tarot card reading and ufos and remote you know all this sort of stuff and they're saying you got to quit parsing this stuff it's all the same thing so this is a book i'm writing called right. the super bowl and i go through maybe 40 different paranormal phenomena and i show you this crosses over to this you find orbs in in mediumship you find it in ufos you find it here and it's not it's all over the place you, you we get in the one little field and you go down that field and you miss the whole the whole idea that it's all one thing it's all it's all connected so uh, congratulations for you to do it. I hope people can can uh, go there and make sure when you the people who uh, are there, if you go, make sure you get uh, Candace has more stories than I have. She's unbelievable in terms of the, her experiences. It's like, wow, one of the most well, well read people I've ever met and has flown the craft and uh, has, you know, was a, a client of Bud Hopkins, uh, had two sessions with Bud Hopkins about her experiences and stuff like that. So, excellent that you'd bring in uh, Candace there. So talking about your event, um, you, you're at a big, the second person I'll go to is uh, my good friend, Nicole, who helps me with a lot of stuff and is actually, um, <laughs> I, I'm very impressed because she deals with the bad boys of ufology. She goes after people who everybody's afraid of in the UFO world and, and talks to them. And this is one of your tests. You're talking about uh, testing out uh, uh, people that you're dating. I mean, this is one of the things <laughs> big cabin and uh you say hey guess where we're going in august and then you then you know where where your where your relationship oh that kind of date i don't know i you know i did that actually um so many years ago i took and i hadn't dated in years and years and years and i asked this guy to go with me to a book signing to and that's when i officially met jim peniston and it turned into like this 12 to 16 hour drive dinner book signing event thing and i feel like i totally tortured my date <laughs> and he couldn't escape <laughs> so i've been kind of sensitive to bringing it up in uh bulk <laughs> but better better to find out now than six months or a year from now after you've had a kid i think or, you know, it's, it's a good second date band-aid i have to rip off that's how i see it so <laughs> so yeah it's been fun i've had lots of interesting conversations but then a lot of you guys know that i dipped into this emt realm and so that's given me opportunities to talk with people that work with like near-death experience every single day and so just some of the stories that they've shared when people are passing, whether it's loved ones or strangers and orbs that appear and, 
you know, some of them just blow it off and disregard it. Guard. Some think it's a very spiritual experience. Um, I've heard little things like about hearing the whoosh or cats showing up. That I thought was interesting because Grant, you and I have that whole like portal cat research thing going I just, on. I just so wrote our, that up in my book last night, the whole Linda House story about the cat coming through the portal. Right. Well, yeah, it's we weird have that the, you bring that up today. That's a synchronicity. Well, which I'm also writing I, uh, about synchronicities. Right. Well, you know, we've talked about um people being near the end and certain loved ones appearing or guides appearing. Well, I came across these stories of cats appearing. And yeah, I mean, (laughs) they're just wild. So cats, you know, portal cats, maybe they do have something to do with the orbs or maybe it is just the individual. Like Linda describes being so attached to her cat that passed, you know, it could be something like that, but it's, it's wild. I've, I've loved every moment that people have been open enough to share these things with me. And yeah, so And you're and you're you're helping me uh, work on these, as I call them, the bad boys, the Ron oh, well, and the Richard Dodies of the world that uh, that you seem to have interacted with. And when you get to sort of see the other side, you see a different sort of world. So thank you for doing well, that kind of work. That's something that, you know, I think I cried to you about the first time you interviewed me was like coming from this very nuts and bolts world of exploring documents and UFO history to being flung into more of, you know, the high strangeness research and stuff like that, where we've kind of come together on what we're into. And yeah, like, so people, so many people just turn their back on you or get mad or don't understand why you're wanting to get a opposing (laughs) perspective from people. But then, yeah, I guess most people don't realize either. It's like these things come out in books or they come out in our conversations we have on social media. And it does reflect a different story. I got called Mrs. Greenstreet the other day in a Twitter space. Uh-oh. Just. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, is that a compliment? Because I share his perspective on a lot of things. Or was that supposed to be like an insult? Or, you know, so anytime like name calling and mudslinging happens, that's when I feel like I'm uh, rattling the right cages and poking the right bears. And so whatever. It's my journey. (laughs) Thanks for helping me out. Let's go now to uh, the guy who asked for the for the meeting. And that is Jeff Lurkey out of Chicago, who uh, this is one of my favorite cities in the world, except when I drive through it, then I hate it. But otherwise, <laughs> it's uh, been one of my favorite cities. Of the, and and there is a, I was supposed to, there's an event taking place for anybody who's in the Chicago area. Uh, a, a physical medium is going to be there in April. And I've not, I'm looking at, I'm still looking at it, but I think I'm going to be in New Mexico reading a 43 page document in April. Uh, but um, there's a, a one of the most famous physical mediums in the world is coming to Chicago. And I think, Deb, you're going to be there. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Actually, I'm not going to be there, but there is a waiting list. Yeah. So Clay Muga uh, is from Germany is going to be there. Yeah. And uh, this guy's highly controversial. Uh, the, he's got some mud being slinged at him. Uh, but this is the guy that has the apports coming out of his eyes and just like, oh, my goodness. It's like, wow. It, I've interviewed him, but he'll be in Chicago in April for anybody who's into physically. This is the one of the, this is the potentially the the most highly um, known media physical medium in the world is going to be in Chicago. Did you who 
did you say his name his name is kai muga yeah kai muga he's uh a lot of his stuff you can find online but it's it's in german i think but then his uh partner translates a lot of their circles to english too so yeah oh my god he is kind of renowned as like the top in the world right now yeah, he had actually agreed to my DNA test, which I wanted to do. I was going to go down to Florida to do it, where I believe that if you're trans-channeling, your DNA is going to change. And we know who his control is. He's a former parapsychologist from maybe died maybe 40 years ago or whatever. And I thought, wow, would that be something if, if that guy's DNA turned up uh, when Kai is, is in trance? Uh, because then you'd have the 23andMe stuff where you'd have all the relatives, all this guy's relatives would show up. And that would be absolute stunning evidence it, that, that there's an event. But the, unfortunately, the guy amazing. never got married. So he's got no kids and no family. And we can't really track that. But Kai had agreed to my DNA experiment. Yeah, COVID ruined <clears throat> that. I mean, the oneness virus <laughs> ruined that for yeah. a little bit. But yeah, and I think what I loved about his story is it's his gift started when he was so young like yeah yeah yeah. that often happens that would be so awesome maybe you go to read your documents and i'll go visit kai there you go now (laughs) go back to we're going back to jeff left you out here jeff (laughs) i mean let's start by introducing yourself and then tell me i always i always want to know with with you what's your collection of photos now how many and you are connected to getty photos so you're not some guy off the street yeah yeah uh, so I think the I'm at like two hundred ninety four thousand ish. There you go. Collection of images and and different videos and stuff. Uh, but yeah, my name's Jeff Lurkey. Uh, from Chicago. Um, I'm a musician. I play in a band called Blood People. Uh, I also work for Getty Images. Um, I'm not a photographer for Getty Images or anything like that. But um, I have been lucky enough to like work alongside some of the world's best. Um which is helpful when trying to like confirm what things are or aren't or, uh, you know, get some more detail on, on like images and uh, digital aberrations and, and stuff like that. And just figuring out, I guess, the what it is I'm seeing in the images and stuff like that. So I guess to uh, fast forward or rewind a little bit um, in maybe 2018, late 2018, um, is when I started to uh, capture images of uh, orbs and different craft and and stuff like that. And uh, I guess it spawned from, um, I started reading into uh, the Project Stargate stuff. And it sort of blew my mind just uh, just the realization that, you know, like psychic abilities and things like that are real. And uh, um I've always been sort of open and curious and uh, into the UFO phenomena. And I think, uh, you know, seeing some early interviews with Grant, you were actually kind of the first person for me who like put in perspective how connected to consciousness all of it is. And uh, so sort of from there, it's been an an evolving sort of adventure and uh, um so yeah, so I've got video and images of different things like orbs and beings and uh, different things in the sky, stuff like that. So, and once once we get through the intros, uh, you're anybody that wants to present, uh, get your stuff ready. You can share the screen. We'll have showtime, 
but Jeff's stuff is like mind-boggling. And the interesting thing is you're in like in Chicago, you're not like out in the edge of the city or something. You're right in the no. middle. Yeah. And you're getting this kind of stuff and you've got the being, hopefully you show the being on the stairs and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. That stuff is you going like, wow. I think there's cool. maybe one collection as good as yours. And that's um, Teresa, uh, Teresa from, uh, from Phoenix area. And I've always tried to get her to come public. She won't come public, but her stuff is, is like yours. It's just like, you go, wow. Now, Grant, if I'm remembering correctly, around the same time like Jeff started sharing with us that's when we kind of made the parallels of the orbs and the mist and the beams yeah. and how the mist is actually a bunch of really teeny teeny orbs and you could see the the orbs and the beams and the faces and you know it just spun all out of control around that time but and you mentioned the staircase because I was like, oh my god, I need to go to that staircase and just live there for like <laughs> ten days. I don't know however long it takes. Like that was fun. Yeah, yeah, that that's uh, that's a, a, an interesting uh, uh, photo and uh, in interesting stuff that that uh, Jeff has. So let's let's move on so we can get to the showtime that. I think most people came here to see the the uh, photos. And you did mention the mist and the and the um, the beams, which is what for people who will claim they this is dust and it's you know whatever whatever that they they dreamed up with their left brain interpreter. Uh, when you start looking at the data, when you start looking at you know almost three hundred thousand photos that Jeff has, and a lot of people on here have tens of thousands of photos. When you start looking, that's when you see these patterns, and that's when I would start to go to people and say, "Hey, you got orbs? Hey, you got any with uh, like smoke or dust?" And, oh yeah, I got those. And then they would bring out all those photographs. They didn't know none of these people knew this. Was, you start to see these patterns or the beams. When Chris Bletzel first sent me a beam in two thousand fifteen, he said, "Look, this thing, this beam coming out of the sky." And then I asked people, say, hey, you got any beam photos? And I go, oh, yeah, I got those too. And, and then you realize there was this pattern. It wasn't just orbs. It was this dust and it was this beam. And there was a definite pattern to this thing that gave it validity that this is like everything else in the universe. The more you look at it, the more complex it gets. Now, let's go uh, to Drew. I think you're in uh, to Texas, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Dallas, Texas. And uh, I've experienced, I've had anomalous experiences, you know, pretty much my whole life, uh, including with shadow people, owls, wow. and, and all of that kind of thing. Um, the orb experience really didn't start for me until 2021. So it's been, been almost three years now. And, uh, but once it started, it really started with vengeance and it's just continued to escalate um, every, every year. Um, that that connection has grown and grown. And um, over the past year, I do want to say I've made really good friends with a couple of people in your Orbology group. Uh, Jeff is one um, and Chase also. I've learned so much from both of them. And I've actually had a chance to meet Chase in person. And uh, we've we've had some amazing experiences together um, and had a whole lot of fun getting to get to meet him. Um, so I look forward to, you know, getting to know everyone else in the community a little bit better in the years ahead and, you know, sharing what, what I may know or my experiences. And, uh, I feel like the more of us working together on all of this stuff, the, the better, um, it seems to have some kind of an amplifier effect. And, and I know with, uh, with, 
with Jeff and Chase and I, it seems like we kind of, in a way, almost infect one another or something to where things that they were experiencing, now I'm experiencing and vice versa. So it's been real interesting to, to see that that come to pass. But I just look forward to learning from all of you. Yeah, that is one of the things that you see in a pattern in ufology is that once you have an experience that sort of like rips, rips the veil and then all this other stuff starts coming in, it starts with one thing and moves to something else and then it's infectious. That once you're around other people, then it's, it's, it has, well, they call it the hitchhiker, but it's, it's, it'll always be reflective that if you're, if you're there with arms and your special forces guys and you're hunting the skinwalker, uh, the reaction you get from the hitchhiker is not very positive. But if you're in a more positive frame of mind, you're going to have more positive experiences in terms of what you're bringing home and what you're sharing with other people. I'm glad you That's brought funny. up that grant that, you know, the hitchhiker effect, they also make it sound like a negative thing, you know, yeah. where it does have this positive side to it too. Like even, I think a lot of people just call that their synchronicities, like all the synchronicities start falling into place. So, you yeah. know. Yeah. You had, you had like, for example, you had Chris Bledsoe who had people like Bob McGuire and his wife uh, went there to see him and they went home and they got healed. So they, they, they took the hitchhiker home. And I think the phenomenon is neutral. Whatever game you want to play is the game they, they want to play. So if you want to play hunt the skinwalker with, with uh, uh, weapons and stuff like that, well, they, they, they really play that game. They just, whatever it is, you're it's, and that's what uh, Brandon Fugel said when people came to the ranch and I've, I've written this up a number of times. He said, he warns people the phenomenon is reflective. Be careful what you think when you go on the ranch. And of course, T uh, Taylor goes on there and he says, oh, this is garbage. People are all insane. And then boop, boop, and suddenly he gets zapped. And then suddenly he's, he's down down the rabbit hole with the rest of them. And uh, uh, the, the guy with the with the um, weather, T Tim Weatherington, is that his name? The guy, the guy with the, uh, the where they're digging, where they say no digging. And he gets brought in and he says, oh, this is all garbage. Next thing um, you know, he's sitting on the floor and and he's he's all dizzy and stuff like that. And then he said, Absolutely. Every time they they, they dug, because of course, what do they say? Like, don't dig. And of course, what do they say? First thing they say, hey, let's dig. Let's dig. We don't care. We're not going to stand. And he said, absolutely every single time, every single time, either him or his equipment is affected when they dig. And this is this idea of, of, of being reflective, that it reflects back what you put into it. I agree with that. Did you see, did you see Chris's interview on uh, Danny Jones? Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought it was interesting near the end, he was talking about NASA uh, visiting the Kennedy Space Center and yeah. uh, being told by uh, someone there that uh, basically people who visit there often bring something back with them. And he also <laughs> said that uh, when the rockets fire off into space, he said they never come back alone. Yeah. Comes back yeah, with I, mem I remember uh, years ago, uh, Billy Cox telling me that he was the reporter for USA Today down in Florida. And he would talk about that at every single launch. <laughs> they, would, they would have something that was never made public, but it was a well-known fact that there was this, this sort of bizarre connection. And uh, I was like, you... oh, I was gonna say, I like pointing out that this, this doesn't just happen at Skinwalker Ranch either. Like with people's work, like Gary's and Jimmy's, which I think everybody in here knows and how they, plot like these power locations and i think a few in here even know uh -oh. some of these locations did i freeze <laughs> yeah you froze yeah did you pay your um, internet bill or what 
<laughs> I think it's the cell tower thing that's going on. I don't know. It's been affecting a lot of my devices, or it's all those bad guys I'm talking to, you know, tapped <laughs> in all the time. But um, yeah, so it's not just Skinwalker Ranch, and experiencers go to these places and have effects. And I think that's something that they don't really talk about with some of the people that go to the ranch. And yeah. definitely they don't talk about other places being as special as that place because they want that marketability. But go find your closest location to you and go see what happens. That's what I say. Yeah. And then share it so that other people can can learn. Let's go to the Netherlands now. Joan, you there? Yeah. Okay. Happy yeah, you you got one of the better collections. I think you sent me blue orb photographs, right? Yeah, I'm sort of into the blues. I don't know why, but they uh, <laughs> they like me, I guess. And they're all very nice, as far as right. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, some of the photographs you had were just absolutely yeah. stunning. I I think I've got one in the upcoming book, and when I go into the blue orb thing, it was, oh, great. It was one yeah. of your photos is just like stunning and yeah. blue, blue. Unfortunately, in books they won't come out as blue, but blue, yeah. blue, blue. I mean, not just like yeah. a sort of blue. Yours are like blue people's blue eyes type things. Yeah. So I started up, I'm a musician. I was born in Manitoba, actually, and I studied there. There you go. And, and, We're in Manitoba. I didn't know that. Yeah. And um, then I went to the Netherlands because I'm a musician. And everybody will imagine a row of guitars behind me. But uh, actually, I'm a violinist. So I, I'm in classical music. I played in an orchestra. Wow. Do you ever have and, any paranormal? Uh, uh, I wrote a book on music. Do you ever have any paranormal musical stories? Um, not really but of course classical composers have been inspired by channel type experiences so that, that they just trying to write it down fast well, what, what instrument do you play a violin oh because there's the famous uh story i have to tell the story because I've, I've got it in one of my books with beethoven where he writes the left left hand violin piece i think it was and the guy comes to him and he says that was the worst thing i've ever that is absolutely unplayable and he's and then beethoven says to him i when I wrote that, I was talking to God. Do you think I had time to worry about your puny little left-hand violin piece? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know the quote. Very good, yeah. So I, I had my musical career, and um, I was always interested in kind of weird things, uh, especially crop circles. Wow. And um, then I, what well, was through crop circles, I thought, now, come on, there must be something going on in, in Canada, big spaces. I mean, I grew up in the prairie, so yeah. why aren't there crop circles? I started looking around. And then I ran into your story about um, Charlie Red Star, actually, and then I got started into that. And then uh, taking through taking pictures, I thought, oh, wow. And I started getting stuff. And then I got in touch with Janet Dornian. And so that took off. We have common friends and... Uh, and I've been to Orbsville. Yeah, you so, actually came here last is last year. That's year right. Before? Yeah, to the yeah last year to. And we ran around. Tell that story of what we were doing. People don't realize that we we. It's like Jeff was mentioning where you get linked up with people, and uh, Janet hosted us there, and everybody's running around with these cameras and and yeah yeah she seems to have a fantastic site there. I guess well she'll be able to tell you about it. indigenous background of course and. Uh, yeah, and then there's a certain special field. We didn't quite make it there last year, but uh, yeah, the gifting field. I don't know <laughs> what happens. I didn't do too well last year, but it's a great spot. Anyway, so I just uh, 
take uh, pictures. I'm very lazy. I just open my back door and usually take two or three shots a night. And there's usually something there. And um, that's about it. Um, I'll show a few blue ones later, I guess. So Beautiful. that's my story. When, Beautiful. When yeah, you, you got you got one of the more interesting collections I've seen. Oh yeah, I should say my uh my site on uh on Facebook and that is called Listening with Orbs because I don't <laughs> want to explain my weird hobby to all my musician friends. So <laughs> I sort of go undercover. <laughs> I I was gonna ask um if when you go to your back door and take your pictures, I think right. maybe Jeff can comment on this. Do you feel like do you feel like a calling in that moment? Like, oh, it's time to go take a picture because I've experienced that before. And then the other comment I'll, I always want to ask musicians is we also talk about um, playing instruments and entering that sort of like flow state. Yeah. And have you experienced that? And I think that's a better way of maybe asking Grant's question of like during that flow state, do you, do you feel connected? Is that when you feel connected to the intelligence yeah. of the phenomenon or? Yeah. Yeah, very much. Uh, I don't have it with my photography. I'm not that sensitive, but in music I've had, it doesn't happen very often, but you're always hoping and <laughs> trying to get the, mm -hmm. but it's, uh, and then it, it, the music just goes and all you have to do is stay out of the way, basically, which is right. more easily said than done, but. Uh, but that's, that's incredible. Where... It just goes. Your body sort of melts, and you're just the music. I don't know. You're one with I the music. I love that. Mm -hmm. And see, I think some of our friends, if they took photographs of you in that moment, there would be orbs all around you. Oh, so, maybe. Never thought maybe. of that. We'd yeah, let's try that. <laughs> there's a, we'll do that next time you come to Manitoba. We'll do that. We'll do an experiment. <laughs> <laughs> And hey, I bet your gifting field with the orbs, I bet if we would talk to Jimmy, it would fall on that grid. So in some way, shape, oh, or yeah, form, that... I bet it's there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Janet sent him the coordinates. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, he does the math side and sends the messages. <laughs> okay. Well, let's bring Janet in now. Janet lives uh, just north of me here in uh, just north of Winnipeg. Has a beautiful, I think a five acre farm. Yeah does oh i should actually show when she's doing i'm going to go get the, she actually gave me an orb i've actually got an orb that she oh. does metal <laughs> very interesting uh, metal art so janet welcome and introduce yourself a little bit i'm going to go and show people your orb i'm going to go get your orb okay so uh yeah my name's janet dornian and i live just north of winnipeg and um so we have dubbed it Orbsville. I sort of got started in Orbs when I went to Sedona and uh, Miles, uh, my husband and I were able to spend an evening with Tom Dongo, which was just fascinating, the stuff he showed us. And then um, about a year after I got home here from that, it's just like, well, gee, I wonder if I have Orbs in my backyard. So then you start shooting and then you get some, it, it builds, like uh, everybody's been saying, it builds. And uh, that's when I had to uh, track down Grant. And I thought, boy, if anybody knows about this stuff, he does. So, and, and it started really great discussions back and forth. So then we've had uh, Grant and Dest out here a few times. And we've had uh, uh, Rob Freeman and the crew out a few times to shoot. And, and so we always have great orbs here. We have, 
And, and, and I think it builds, uh, the land is, uh, I think it's, it's crossed from the original Fort Gary, which was a fur trading post here. So I think there was a lot of First Nation uh, people on this land at one time when they were trading. And um, so the orbs have just developed and usually once or twice a year, I try to get a group of people, whoever's interested to come out. So, you know, I would love if any, if, anybody's coming to this area that we'd have an evening here because the orbs show up in droves don't they grant when uh, people come and and when mark was here and rob freeman was here the pictures we got from those nights and when you and Desta, we just had tons and tons of pictures so and, and you have and a big screen you got to mention the big screen you have a screen the size of a oh, wall yeah. and then everybody so... takes the stuff out of their camera and it's like a competition <laughs> who who got the best orb photographs that night yeah, so the evenings usually go, we, we have a nice supper, we go out and do an orb shoot, and then Miles hooks up the computer to the big screen, so then everybody pops their SD cards in so we can see them right away, and it is so much fun to see what everybody gets, because it is different, yeah. you know. Um, and there was just, my little uh, amateur ones when I went with Dusty, you could see that people, <laughs> some people are more sensitive than others, mine are all like the, I got the odd little one, and it was like a little white thing, and then Dusty had like blue ones and red ones and giant <laughs> what they call them the giant reds you know and stuff like that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're shooting in the same spot same time pointing the cameras in the same direction yeah. stuff like that and some people will got really you you always get really good stuff so that was yeah it, and it and it's just fun and i think honestly i i don't understand you know i think it totally is reflective of what you're bringing to the party because we had a ton of fun and we had a ton of orbs and uh um, and just, I, I won't take a lot of time here, but just a couple of things I noticed the last little while is one um, thing that happened just the other day was interesting. It Because it's it's been a mild winter here, we've had a bit of fog, and I was just drawn to go out one night, and uh, there was no wind. It was still as a pin, and I have this new um, cell phone. I turned on the video, and the orbs are coming so fast. If we have a few minutes, I'll show it later. Yeah. And and it just blew me away. I came, ran back into the house. I said, Miles, come see this. So he go, comes out. And of course, it is still, is still as a pin out there. And these orbs are, just, it looks like a snowstorm. So yeah. that was fun. Uh, that's a new experience. And the other thing, uh, we have a 14 uh, month old grandson so I was taking a little video of him dragging this uh, broom around and there goes a couple of orbs zipping past him in, in the video and in my mouth just because they were so quick I have to figure out how to do the stop uh, picture on the orbs and I showed it to Miles and of course we just laughed it's just like okay he's got his own little orbs going on too <laughs> <laughs> running through the family Describe the orb, or the art you do, and uh, talk about the one behind you, the the orb art. Oh, behind. so I, I do metal art and um, uh, talk about being in the flow state. I never really thought of my artist myself as an artist much until 20 years ago. But these things would come into my head, and if I didn't make them, they, the, the image would not leave my brain. So for me, it was just like, this thing is going to be shown to me. I don't claim to invent this stuff. It was shown to me. I would walk around it in my head. It's like, okay, that's how I'm putting it together. So the piece behind me, um, I went out uh, one night to shoot orbs, 
And I took a picture and there was some, a big mist of orbs there. And I literally talking to the orb says, I don't know what to do with that. It, I, it doesn't have enough definition. So I walked up the road and shot some more pictures, walking back, stood in that spot again, took a picture. And this time it was far more defined. And it's like, yes, that's exactly what I want. So I came home and I was just buzzed. I sat down and drew the whole picture of these two pieces in the background because it's three layers deep, it's 3D. And I knew which ones were going where, up and down. And and it just it was just like a total download. I sat down and drew the whole thing out. I couldn't leave it in about half an hour. And so then I made the piece behind me and uh, it is, it's my, uh, you know, my, my impression of the orbs. And then my friend, uh, Wendy is a glass artist. So she put some glass pieces in there. And you know, it's funny, a lot of people walk into the house and they just stop and they just <laughs> look at that. And, and it's just like, whoa, you know, is that for sale? I go, no, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> and you do owls as well. You, I remember Destabot, yes. owls, you do owls. Yes, I do owls. I do Sasquatch. I mean, it's all, it is all linked together because you're inspired to do this. And, and uh, like Joan says with the music, sometimes I'm not sure when I get started, you follow your hands, your hands seem to know what to do. And if you turn off your brain, from being logical um so so it's great fun so uh, yes this is the open invitation to orbsville anybody come in this direction man you got to come out here and shoot orbs have, so, you, have you got a website <laughs> website where your oh is? yes our facebook site is uh the orbs of saint clements so we post on there not maybe as often as we should but it, i find yeah there's lots going on between you know uh getting stuff sorted and and getting it posted i tend to take pictures and then forget to post them but you know it, can they get your art on there as well is there a link to your art there uh the art is uh steal your art away so that's a separate web uh webs facebook website give me that again uh, and waves steal your art away Oh. So the funny story about that is I was going to a meeting and I didn't have a business name. And so it's like get, getting a, letting your brain run away. So I'm just standing there washing my vehicle. It's like, I need a business name, man. I can't show <laughs> up at this business meeting without a name. And then, and it just into my ear, steal your art away. Cause I wow. work with steel. So it's like, Beautiful. yep, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I would encourage people to look at your stuff. Cause here's your one that you gave me. Yeah, that's your very own blue uh, blue orb. Uh, blue orb. How do you like that? <laughs> like, wow, like, beautiful. But probably a one of a kind. I mean, it's like, it is one of a kind. Nobody else has go. got one, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. It's like uh, fascinating, and thank you for hosting these events. There, I mean, you have like the Winnipeg group has gotten pretty big. Um, you know, I think there was twelve hundred people or something like that. But yeah. uh, you know, that you had a, a a group of them all showed up there, and it's. It's a place because you'll find that it's in the fun. UFO group and or any sort of thing like this where your family becomes the people that you deal with here because they understand you. They they're on the same wavelength as you. And it becomes like a, a family of, of people that you love and admire and uh, share your your stories with. We try and work it around when Joan's coming to Canada because she yeah. has to be here, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be there for sure. And uh Right on. Anybody else? Open invite. I mean, in a, you don't have to come when the event is on, like the, the evening we have it. Just anytime anybody wants to shoot orbs, just, yeah, get in contact with me and, yeah. and Miles. We'd love to have people come. Yeah. And bring I me mean, maybe if certain times of the year, you'll need mosquito stuff. So it's, yes, you will. <laughs> and we can actually and we actually did that where 
Uh, we can tell a mosquito on a photograph anytime you because you can yes. you, you get a lot of them there and you can say okay there's yeah. a mosquito and it's we quite clear you get the wings and <laughs> it's like it's obvious yes <laughs> yeah bugs let's go to scotland now tress are you there you're you're muted hi everyone hey, hi, tress. You welcome you've got a, a, a massive collection you've got a, an interesting story i've interviewed you a couple of times and uh, yeah. you have a book. I had asked you about your book. You may have a book coming out or is it out yet? I'm still in the middle of um, writing the book. I always find something else to put in it. And I always say if I had put it out a year ago, I wouldn't have the stuff now to put in it. So when it's ready, it'll be ready. They'll tell me when it's finished because I'm still getting a lot of different photographs and um, just messages that they want me to put in the book. So, yes, and it's getting the time as well to be able to spend on doing it, you know, with everything else. <laughs> Describe your background as to, as to who they are and, and what your your purpose is, and maybe talk a little bit about your animals, because uh, you're very much into animals more than anybody, I think. Yeah, I've got a cat just now. She's she's uh, 14 and she's scraping at the door here. So if you hear her, it's just she's trying to get through. <laughs> um, yeah, I work with all sorts of animals, foxes, badgers, bats, um, owls, cats, dogs, you name it. I work with them all. I have done since I was a child. I spent most of my life with animals rather than human beings because I didn't want to be around human beings growing up and being at school. Um, I didn't fit in at school with any of the human beings and the teachers treated me really badly at school because I couldn't I couldn't work out how the writing was done. I couldn't work out how to to spell. I couldn't the mathematics. It was all um, un, abnormal to me because I just didn't understand it coming from another planet um, in the universe. We just we do everything completely different from the human race. Um, I, I taught my own light language, as you call it. I sing my own light language um, songs. Um, I do my own writing. Um, I do my own... Um, everything's different that I do. Um, I was a singer. I was in a group. I travelled when I was younger, um, all around different places. Uh, that was the day when there was Bay City Rollers and the Rolling Stones and all that, and we all sort of gathered. Um, I come from a background of celebrities. My father, he was um, in the Jolos Orchestra. He was a drummer in that and travelled during the war. Um, so it goes away back, the, the music side of it, and I write my own songs, my own poetry, my own stories which I've got books of that I keep getting told I should really um, get them into books and put them out there. But like everything, I sort of drag my heels and keep <laughs> into my comfort zone. Um, since I met Grant a few years ago, he sort of pulled me out of my comfort zone into an interview. And I think that was the start of my road and my journey for coming forward and starting to tell everyone and explain about everything what I did because before that I would get ridiculed I would be told I was mad I would be told that there was something wrong with me that I was different and I was to go away and be quiet and not say anything so the past now 
um, 10 years. It's sort of now been a journey of telling everyone, opening up and saying that I am not human. And it sounds maybe unusual to people, they can't understand it, but I do travel to my own planet, Sukruma, far off. And uh, I do change into another being, which um, is not human, because I know that I slip into this human body and I come out of this human body. And I know my purpose here is to awaken the people on the planet to the truth that they're in a program on Earth and that they've been put in this program since they were born. The planet was not meant for people to come on um, and change the whole views about love and about um, being one consciousness with each other. It ended up that they started feeling that um, possessions were more important, that the greed started getting in their way, and it all got out of control to the way that they started hating each other, fighting wars. And now we're all sort of taking a step back and saying, well, we need to draw all the humans in now and gather them. And telepathically, we are now sharing a lot of thoughts on Earth through the humans' minds to change their thoughts down here. And I know it's a lot for people to take in because um, I'm educated and taught in a different way from what you are all taught on Earth. And um, I do now my own, um, I do my own um, Zoom group on a Saturday where it's called Sukruma Healing. And I'm teaching people to learn about the human being, their body and coming out of their body and raising themselves above their actual being to be connected to their source. So this is what I do now on a Saturday with a group. And um, it's starting to get bigger. And anyone who wants to come on it, you know, just get in touch because this is the, the root of the teaching on Earth. Now, I work with a lot of different species. Um, I've got Tibran, who's always with me. He's a small grey. He's like a wee boy with big black eyes. Several people have seen him and come to me and said that they had been with him. Um, he does travel around different places. He's been with me, as I say, since I was four, guarding me, looking after me, um, keeping me right long before I even started telling anybody about this. He was always with me. Um, I work with, as I say, we've got different species on the planet. We've got the feline cat people. We've got the blue people. Uh, we've got the golden teachers who have the golden eyes. Um, so many different species. Uh, the mantis beings are very kind beings. I have met a lot of the greys and they're not like what people are saying that they are down on earth because they are very kind to the greys. And that's another thing about the government and what I feel about the government and what they're trying to frighten the people with, which is not right at the moment. Um, I get I get a lot of pictures, I've got thousands and thousands of pictures of spacecrafts, of um, other species. I've got um, evidence of other species. Uh, and Therese, for a second, didn't one of your spacecraft pictures make like headline news in the newspaper and they ran a big story on it? Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. It's like everybody's going to see this thing now. and <laughs> That went all around the world. And I did an interview with Linton Moulton Howe and a few others wanted interviews around the world. Um, when I, it was, we were out, we were out, we were at, um, we at Skywatch and we turned the key of the, the car on so the 
the camera on the car came on. So as the car at the back of us swirled round, its lights hit the craft above our car. And you could see the craft sort of a green colour above the car because it would go green with the yellow lights. But it's actually a metallic colour, um, which one of my friends um, changed it to that, the metallic colour. So um, it's still going. People are still talking about it. Um, I'm going to be doing a, an interview with Rob. That my second interview with Rob at um, Spaced Out Radio, I will be talking about that and showing the film of that because that's the next thing we'll be doing. Um, but I do have other pictures. I've got, I've got pictures of the greys, the small greys standing at my window outside looking out and I've got pictures of the green species in the craft above my head looking down. They'll all be in my book. Um, I've got picture that only one person has of me changing from a human into the other, coming from my being into a human. And I've got all the fuzzy stuff around me. And only wow. I've given that to one person. That will be in my book. So it'll be interesting for people to see. Now, wow. I'm... I'm interested to see if your green being looks like what I saw on Jeff's stairs. Yeah. <laughs> well, that she can comment when she sees it. Jeff will show it. She can make a comment on it, whether it's... They're, ve they're very happy, we green beings. They're very, very, very gentle and very happy. And they're always happy to see you when they come. You know, they're, they're, they're just full of... Um, I don't know. You'll find a lot of these species that are coming that want to be with you are just overjoyed and just full of love and, and they'll heal. Yeah. I mean, you talk about the blue, the, the blue orbs and that. We I work with the orange orb and the blue orb, and we've got a pink and white one which is alive. They are actually really live beings and they turn into like a human with their arms and legs, and they don't have a complete face, but they turn in so that they can be with you to show you that that's what they are. And that's what I'm working with. I give on on from Sakuma and I on my Zoom. I tell everyone to pick an orb, a blue or orange one, and that's a being, and they have to get to know that being gradually, and that being will heal their body, heal their mind, and you know, because I'm bringing now from Sakuma the work that they do down to earth. So now you you said you're gonna release that on uh, Rob Gee's weekend show. That's our friends uh, with Space Star Radio. Yeah. Well, she's just yeah. doing an interview. I've got a pusher. I'll be now pushing Trask to get this book out. That's part of my <laughs> my role on Earth is I have the yeah. uh, publishing, the It's All Connected. And the, the main thing was that when I would talk to people, whatever their paranormal experience was, I'd say, do you think uh, they want you to put this out? And they'd say, yeah. Do you think they're helping you do the book? Yeah. Do you think they want you to do the book? Yeah. Well, okay, let's go. Let's get it. And that was my role is to get people to... To tell the story so i'll be pushing trust now to get this story out because i've heard I about also, this book i've got a picture i'm telling this is the first time i'm telling anyone i've got oh, a picture go. of a gray his face you can't see his body and he's coming towards me and i've taken the pictures and you see his face and fool just staring at me so that's going in my book um wow. yes i've got a lot of really amazing pictures that um that you will be sort of blown away with when you see them. I hope you will anyway. And I'm so, still. So asking, what are we? What are we saying? Four or five months? We're going to have this out. Can we give people? A, <laughs> I'll I'll push you. I'll, we'll I'll say within six months I'll help you get this thing out. 
make sure that it's it's out you there. Send me messages every week. How are you getting on now? <laughs> I, I should mention they'll now. I'm going to do another one, Tress. After the, you finish the first, they'll tell you to do another one. So just, okay. just pick a yeah. spot to end. <laughs> and yeah, start well, that, another. But that's almost like. Not, the, I've got all my recorders everywhere, so when I start getting things coming through or my life that I remember, it goes in the recorder for the book. So there you are then. And uh, you've got some photographs. Hopefully you can show some of your photographs, share the screen and show some of your photographs of your orbs. because you have I don't those... have anything ready, Grant, because I didn't know that you were doing oh, that. Okay. So. Um, okay. Well, put let, uh, one thing I should mention everybody is to put their website. I've opened the chat. I think it's open now. And Deb has put a very interesting comment in there that she's got a photo of a, a green person she wants to show. So people put your websites on there so that people can can link up. Like like I've been on your thing one time, Trust, your Zoom conference. It goes on for hours. It's like this where you sort of host <laughs> it and a lot of very interesting people from around Europe and all over the world come on and uh, discuss things. So put, put yes, your website got, in, the, in the chat so people can can find you. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, everybody knows me from Echo Whispers anyway now. Um, we've got a lot of people, but I mean, Grant, you're welcome to come on on a Saturday or anyone yeah. to do the healing because I think people will benefit from this healing that I am now teaching on Earth, you know, wow. to get to know who you are. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, so, one, one, one more question, then I'll go to uh, maybe Chase is on a cell phone. Somebody's on a cell phone, but... I have a question because the, the new book I'm doing is called The Super Bowl. I do a, a, a chapter on animals and you brought up animals. What would be the message from uh, the people from elsewhere on on animals? And are you one of the people? What I've found is that people are able to uh, experiences are able to feed deer. They're able animals aren't afraid of them that would normally be afraid. Chris Bledsoe tells the story of these mallard ducks that are very, very sensitive. They're scared of everybody and they land in his pond. And if anybody else comes on the property, they're not there, they take off. Uh, so do you have that experience where um, you can sort mm -hmm. of interact with animals? You can sort of communicate with animals? And what would be I'm the not... message about animals? Why are they so important in terms of what the 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 ETs would tell us? Okay, um, where, where I come from, we're all one consciousness with animals, we're all one spirit. So when you come back to us, you could come back as a dog, deer, cat, whatever, cow, sheep. We're trying to educate the humans to, to realize that they've been put into this bubble of eating animals because they make money out of it. It's, a, it's an industry of money and greed. And we shouldn't be eating animals at all. I'll be straight with you. I've been an activist since I was a child trying to communicate with people about what they're doing. And that um, um, it's it, it's all wrong. We, we, we were never programmed to do that. We were programmed to come to Earth and be friends with the animals, to be one with them, to learn how to speak to them. Because I'm a communicator. I can speak with animals. I've done it since I was a baby. It was the first thing I realized I could speak with animals. I spent my life with animals. And uh, I I know when they're not well. I know when there's something wrong. Uh, I, I get 
an instinct of, I get a feeling when something's not right. I've healed animals, I've kept them alive longer than a vet would ever keep them alive and healed them. And I've had some vets saying to me, how did you do this? You know, because that we thought that that cat had cancer of the mouth and it's turned out it's not got cancer of the mouth. It's just a cyst that we can actually take off. And I try to explain to them, but they're not, a lot of people aren't educated mentally about, about um, the higher race and what we can actually do. Um, but what the, what the other species, what my species are doing and all the other ones, are trying to open up the humans' minds to the higher realm, to who they really are, to be coming out of the human body, because the human body is a vessel on Earth. doesn't matter if you're in a different vessel, if you're in, a, as I say, another animal's body or a human body. We're all coming in from the source, one consciousness, one being, one energy, into different bodies, to learn to live together, to learn to how to look after the planet, to learn how to love, because that's the biggest thing that is missing on Earth now is love. They've gone wrong. I mean, I could go into a long spiel about that as well, but we want to turn everything around. As soon as people can realise that hate and war is not the the road to take on earth that we have to turn all around to love and care for animals and realize that there's so many other food sub food food um products and that that you can have instead of eating another body um then things things will change i mean I've said this before uh, in a few interviews, uh, way back 10 years ago, we sat in a circle and we we, we telepathically um, sort of washed over the world and all the humans and we asked them all to start going vegan, to start taking off and realising that you don't need the cow's milk and that, that so many deaths. Are. See, we look at this as deaths. We don't look at this as an animal's die. We look at it as a death, a death to our our family, our friends. And um, we did this many years ago and it all started taking off, all the veganism, and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we're bringing children down. We're bringing all the children down. We've got over 7,000 um, hybrids down here just now that are walking amongst us. And they are helping with the, the changes that are going on on the earth as well. And a lot of the a lot of the, the hybrids have got autistic learning difficulties um just wee problems that they have they may come in they look a bit deformed they've come in and they've got a deformity that's not because of anything else but because they're different from the humans and they're on a different planet and they've come in um i mean i could go on and on but i don't want to take everybody's time up i mean i can yeah. <laughs> away with it all okay so put, put put your website in the chat and we'll get back to you later. You've got um, um, your Facebook site. You have a lot of your orb photographs on there, right? On Echo Whispers is a lot. I mean, I just put one up recently of the of the um, craft above my house. It's on Echo Whispers. It's a big bright red craft with the white orbs around it. So yeah. that's up there. And there's a few others um, if you wanted to pop on and get some of them and show them. Um, but yeah, um, Echo Whispers okay. has got on it. Good. Mm -hmm. 
So let's go to the last one here. If it's still Chase here on who's on the cell phone? Somebody's on a cell phone. It's not not here anymore. Well, iPhone. Yeah, is that Chase? Yeah, that's me, Grant. Can you hear me? Yeah. Welcome. Hey. <laughs> hey, everybody. Um, yeah, I'm Chase, and I am nobody of note. And I'm here because they asked, and I don't have a website. I don't promote anything. I You're in orbit. Mostly just so. share privately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm something. I don't know what I am, but uh, yeah, no. Um, that most of the things that I uh, video or, or photograph, are, I don't know what they are. I <laughs> uh, I see them with naked eyes, and they mostly like to fly alongside my car when I drive to things like that. So. In case you're too humble, you you take amazing <laughs> amazing images and video of uh, orbs and craft in the sky, like pretty much daily. Uh, Jeff is the first person that convinced me that like it's not all dust. So, well, and I, yeah, I think right before you joined us, <laughs> I kind of ratted. A story of yours out a little bit and I think it was around that time that you were starting to be convinced that it wasn't just dust and I had talked <laughs> to you into trying to film some of them and you had set one you had set your phone up in your driveway and one kind of flung itself towards your phone and actually knocked it down so Oh yeah, no, that was actually on the rooftop of my work. I had uh... okay. I knew you had it set <laughs> yeah. up somewhere, but yeah, will you tell that story? I think that's when you had first like I had maybe suggested interacting with them, like talking to it or something like that along those lines. Like we've heard stories um, today, so that would have been a yeah. wow moment for me. <laughs> yeah, I um had a habit of trying to like do stuff and um you know i i tried protocol stuff because i tried protocol stuff uh so i tried protocol stuff and um one of the times that i tried i had set my phone up on this ledge and um in the video you can actually hear the phone start to like vibrate up and down and then it just goes pop and it, it flings into the air and like falls uh, down and for like one flash of a second you see a very I, I don't know it's one of those things it reminds me of a Dorothy Isaac kind of uh, photograph That's um, but a I don't usually get that yeah, I don't I like usually that. get that sort of thing though Chase yeah you seem to have more like a lot more like poltergeist almost seemingly like uh, things moving and disappearing and showing up and yeah I, I don't know how to talk about my <laughs> well, you have the one that shows up. You have the one that it's like your work escort. I think it's like it, every time you're driving to work, it shows up along <laughs> the way. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually have uh, a video that happened the night uh, before my birthday. My birthday was the 16th, so it was like my birthday shift because I work nights. <laughs> So I was heading in, it was February 15th, and I actually, so I had 
gotten a video of something I thought was a Tic Tac, and I um, was really disappointed to find out it was one of those stupid, uh, like, United Airlines planes that has the blue uh, fins, and they, they look like Tic Tacs, and it, it, but it made this really sick video, and it looked super anomalous, and it was crazy, but I ended up debunking myself on that one, and I was literally driving to work, just, like, shredding myself inside my head on some, like, what... Like, why would you even think that you could get something so epic? Like, and I was just tearing myself up about it. And like, then I look up and this thing comes in and so I have a video of that and it's, I've got the moon and Jupiter and a plane, which I can track on radar going across the screen. And then this big yellow thing that like flies up and is underneath. And it, I mean, the video is two minutes long. That it flies next to me in my car right above like trees it flies over a small town and like that's uh, the way i kept telling you i'm like <laughs> you gotta pull over you gotta pull over you can't Dude. try to record this and drive <laughs> i uh i've gotten pretty good at it because i do you know <laughs> um so yeah um i want to mention this your sighting up there was also correlating with some sightings I was having down here reported to me in the state. And there was about two or three um, police officers that were tracking these things all throughout about two or three counties as well. So it seems like, I mean, I know we kind of experience these things often but sometimes there is kind of this seasonal surge of other people starting to notice them as well too and i think it's because we host groups like this and we all start talking about it and more people become aware but <laughs> well i will say so drew and i drew how many times have we gotten together now three four yep. they call um, four them or five I, I think yeah they call yeah, them we... death stars down here because they have the circle and then a small circle within the circle. And then of course they do their thing, but <laughs> death stars. <laughs> yeah, they look crazy. And actually, so I just got the iPhone 15 pro and so pro max or whatever. And it has a really nice camera for night shooting. So like all the videos I take now, I don't even use flash because it actually, if I just leave it off, um, and I get pretty clear stuff. It's easier to get a point of reference with this camera somehow because it it'll actually like really show all the stars and stuff. So if you can keep your phone still, you can track. It's really wild. And yeah, so <laughs> we, we formed these orb groups and discussions and get everybody together. So you and Drew and Jeff have kind of been meeting and come together. So yeah, all, all three of you guys jump in and we'll just listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, Drew and I have gotten together a couple of times and some really crazy stuff yeah. has happened pretty much every time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we just assume by the time that Jeff, it, gets in the mix that you know something will just explode but um that the the times that we've gotten together we get together in oklahoma in a place that's like not central to either of us and it, it just goes crazy um and i'd say that's probably go ahead drew no i was just gonna say it i wanted to mention 
one one of the times that that Chase and I met, he brought along one of his coworkers who had never seen an orb or any had any kind of sightings before. So I thought that was really special to be able to kind of introduce her. You know, we we had several very nice sightings. I, I think we recorded some of that. Um, but it was really cool to be able to experience that with someone, you know, to show someone that for the first time, I guess. And you, you've done a lot of that, hadn't you, Chase, back back home with uh, with some of your coworkers? You, you've shown several people now their first um, taste of this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm into double people with having them have sightings and stuff. So, um, I think that's awesome, dude. I think that's such a blessing you're giving people, brother. For real, that's a that's a big deal. Yeah, thank you. I think all three of us had sightings this morning, actually. <laughs> yes, I was going to mention that yeah. we all got morning. Grant, they were they were happy uh, we were coming to talk to you, man, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go to showtime then. Who wants to start first and uh, do uh, a couple minutes each of uh, stuff that people have? Because that's what I think a lot of people want to 